Hi, welcome back to the Village Trader Podcast. I'm your host, Njambulun Zibane. This podcast is aimed at helping you and experienced traders navigate the markets and learn from other traders. Um, so this week, this is episode number 38, and this uh, this week marks the year since the first episode was out. I'd like to thank everyone that has come through to the show um, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for each and every one of you who, who keeps on listening to the show, um, who's subscribing to the mailing list, who's following me on, on, on Twitter, who uh, uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel. And I really, really appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this uh, um, um, the podcast has taught, has helped you as much as it's helped me. And I hope uh, um, it has been worth your while. And, you know, the, the some of the feedback that I get makes this podcast worthwhile. You know, through difficult times, it makes it worthwhile. Thank you very much for the show. And so today, uh, uh, I actually wanted to, to, to do some snippets from the previous episodes, uh, but life caught in the way. Uh, so I've decided to talk about things you uh how to become the the trader that you wish you were and i'm joined with a good friend of mine jose goma how you doing buddy hey pretty good pretty good thank you yeah man yeah man and thank you thank you man thank you for constantly being available uh um, for chats you know uh, uh you know sometimes call you late at night sometimes early in the morning i really really appreciate your time man thank you thank you very much Ah, thank you, man. I'm just glad to be a part of the Village Trader, man. I've <laughs> definitely learned a lot. Yeah, man. Yo, it's 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 been a crazy year, man. It's been a, it's been actually it's been a very very successful year for 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 Village Trader. Um, by any by any metric I could think of, it's been a successful year. And yeah, think you know you one of the people that has made um the success possible. Thank you a lot, my G. Uh, it's only a pleasure, my G. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, so you know, I've been thinking, uh, uh, you know, from from the trailer that I was when the podcast when I started the podcast a year ago, and to a trailer that I, that I am right now. Who it's miles apart. You know, the contrast is miles <laughs> miles apart, and and I think uh, uh, I'm I'm closer than I were to being the, the trader that I, that I wanted to be. Um, certainly, I am the trader that I want to be from, like, as compared to a year ago, um, there's, you know, lips, it slips ahead from, from how it started. And I wanted to share some of the tips that I, um, um, or, or some of the tips that I have and some of the lessons that I've picked up from, you know, hosting the podcast and from everybody that has come through the podcast because I've learned you know, different things from different people that have come to the podcast. And mm. I've also learned from, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of different things from uh, from interacting with people because of the, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm going to, you know, uh, let's, let's uh, just touch on things that 
you you need in order to to trade successfully in the markets and 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 make and make it a success and then we're going to dive dive into 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 details of each um of each component um uh, throughout the throughout the, the, the episode so first no, off awesome. yeah so you need you need a method um, or a strategy uh, you know a system that, that will guide you you need money of course you need money um, like any other business <laughs> yeah that, that should be like the previous person yeah 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 and um, another obvious thing that you need you need a broker um, you need uh, you need to to have set goals for yourself goals are very important um, you need to um, think in probabilities and this is very very crucial thinking in prob- mm. probabilities and you need two layers of beliefs very important um, you, you need to learn uh, money management and uh, mm. I have um, uh, an exercise later in the, in the, in the, in the podcast for, for folks. And also you need, obviously you need time to, to make decisions in the market. And we'll, we'll, dive, we'll dive into details in just a sec. So um, the, method, the method is what will guide you uh, um, when, to do, when to do something. So um, in the market, you are either in one of three states. When, when, when you're looking at, at securities, whether you're looking at a Forex pay, whether you're looking at some, uh, you're looking at a stock or you're looking at some cryptocurrencies or whether you're looking at some, when you, whatever, whatever it is that you're trading, those commodities, whatever, you need, you, you, you'll always be in one of three states. You've either been in, uh, um, you're either buying selling or standing aside right okay okay yeah so you either in the market or in the sidelines waiting for for something to happen right and that that's your method and and it it could it, it the, the 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 misconception that most people have is that methods have to be complicated and you know i suppose perhaps it's it's how we wired as individuals we grew up being taught that hard work you know hard work pay pays and you know in order for you to be successful you need to to, to work hard and that sort of thing and certainly in trading you do need to work hard and you, you you know but simplicity is key you know simplicity your method uh, uh, or your strategy needs to be as simple as possible um, in other mm. words, uh, um, ideally, it needs to be as ob- objective as possible. Um, in other words, it needs to be a, 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 a just a bunch of if statements. If this happens, I'm doing that. If that happens, I'm doing that. If that happens. So it's just a bunch of if statements that guides you um, in such a way that when you're looking at a chart, whatever tr- whatever it is that you're trading, when you're looking at a chart, it takes you five seconds to to know whether you're going in, standing aside, or exiting a position that you're already in, mm-hmm. right? And everything else in terms of money management, discipline, uh, uh, position sizing, all of that will fit within your method. But you need something to tell you 
um, now it's time to buy, now it's time to sell, now it's time to stand aside, now it's time to move a stop loss, now it's time to take profits, etc., etc. You need a method. And the more consistent that method is, the better. Because um, you don't want to be trading randomly, picking things at random, because the danger with uh, uh, trading random is remember you don't need any particular skill to find yourself in a winning trade. You know, you can just find yourself in a winning trade just by just flipping a coin and you'll be in a winning trade. Yeah. Right. And your, 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 your method or your strategy must have a mathematical and statistical edge. And we'll, we'll, we'll delve into, into, into detail of the edge in a moment. But your, 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 um, your strategy needs to have um, an edge such that you, you, you give yourself a positive expectancy on your trading strategy, right? Um, yeah. So once you have your method, now you, you, you need money because... It doesn't matter how good or, or how great your method is, you can't tell if it's if it's going to work until you bet. You know, there's a there's a famous saying that you can't tell until you bet. Um, you yeah, know, you, yeah. You you would need the money, and as to how much you need, it's 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 a tough one in a, in a way. It's a, it's a tough one because it depends on on what you want um if you want yeah. if you want yeah. to uh, pardon uh, on your also on your risk appetite as well yeah it depends on your 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 risk appetite it depends on your personal financial circumstances it depends on um whether or not you want to to derive primary income um from trading or uh you want to to supplement your current income with trading, or you want um, for long term wealth generation, uh, etc. So different things require different amounts, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. you know, typically we we people are attracted to trading through you know social media. Uh, you know, they're watching people you know, turn a hundred dollars into you know, $5,000 or some, something ridiculous like that. And truth of the matter is, one, that's not real, right? Most of these guys fake these things. And secondly, even if it is real, it's not, you can't, uh, it's not sustainable. You can't risk that much and stay afloat consistently. You can't be consistently doing this over time. Like if, if you... Risking in, 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 in an inordinate amount of money, your 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 ruin is guaranteed. It's just a matter of when and not if. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> in terms of like when when I think of of you know, I was chatting with a friend of mine earlier, um, and he was like, When when will you know if you can now quit corporate and go trade full time? And my, my response to that was, first of all, I don't need to quit corporate um, yeah. to trade full-time. I, I, I don't necessarily need to do that. 
You can if I want to, but I don't necessarily need to do that. And second of all, um, I would need at least three or four years worth of my annual living expenses already in cash and safe. And then I can start, you know, taking a jab at, 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 at the market because the last thing you want to do is to make January's money in January or in, in, in you know, <laughs> you know, in next month's rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because what's going to happen to me if, uh, if I have a negative month or I have a negative day or a negative year, you know, it means Johnny can't, you know, Tando can't go to school anymore because ah, I've yeah. taken all the money and risked it in the market and I've lost it now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to be in a position where whether or not you've made profit, you know, you know, you're still eating, you're still taking kids to school, you're still, your life is not um, affected because scared money won't win. Yeah. Scared. You can't you can't put money in the market that you you can't afford to to lose. That's the first point of call. So if you're going to put money at, at risk, it must be money that you you are um, uh, willing to risk. We'll, we'll touch on risk management and how how I think of this concept. Uh, uh, but but to my mind, whenever I whenever I deposit money into 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 my trading account. In my head, I'm like, okay, I've already, like, this money, all of it is gone. Like, that's what I, like, that's what I, that's how I think about, like. Yeah. uh, I'm going to, I think I'm like, I'm going to lose all of this money. And if I do, I'm probably going to, I'm probably not going to lose it. But if I do, that's okay. You know what I mean? So you need, you need money to, 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 uh, to to do that you you know you need money to trade you need and like any so one of the 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 most important concepts to understand is that trading is a business and you need to treat it as such and like any other business in 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 any format every business needs some sort of capital um you know to to open up shop you need you need some startup capital uh, and, and how much that is depend on depends on the the requirements of 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 that business. So if yeah my my requirements is to make extra income, um, or if my requirements is to um just uh, just like uh, uh, the money that I I put away for long term investment to to, to grow it for long term. Uh, it's it's different from how much someone who will be dependent on trading for um, their living expenses for food, school fees, um, their bills uh, basically. So, so the, the 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 type of your of your business or the nature of your business will guide as to how much you need. At least to start, you will, you know how much you need to 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 um to do that. For example, if we assume that you need ten thousand rand, uh, uh, like your uh, your monthly expenses amount to 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 ten thousand rand, and you think you're gonna uh, trade with a ten thousand rand account and make your bills, let me just put into context 
how much you need to make in order for you to make that successful. You will need to make a hundred percent return each and every month for you to make your bills. <laughs> and that's just astronomically insane, even for the best of traders. They can you 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 can probably get a hundred percent, you know, in a lucky month, but you can't get a hundred percent consistently every month. That's just impossible. Yeah. And even if you have you had twenty thousand rand, you would need to make fifty percent return every month just to to um, to pay bills, and that's not hap- That's not going to happen. So I guess in a way we shouldn't set ourselves up for failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, having these unrealistic expectations is just you know setting up setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, for me, uh, someone who wants to to uh, to you know who's requiring ten thousand, like if you, your living expenses are ten grand, you need at least you know, at least a million or one point two million uh, because. You know, a 1.2 million, you need just 10% a year to make your bills. You see, that's different. That's possible. Yeah. You know, or I think it's yeah. about 0.8% a month. And, and that's doable. That's possible. And even if you don't, even if you have a losing month, you still have um, loads of money, depending on how you're trading and depending on how you lose. But you still... Uh, um, you still be able to take ten grand from a trading account each and every month because that's just one hundred and twenty thousand rand, and that's just ten percent of your account capital. So your drawdown yeah. rate is ten percent uh, per annum, right? So expecting that you you're going to 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 and to 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 put it in a in a broader context. A 10,000 Rand account on an annual basis, you need, I think, 1600% for you to make yeah. bills. <laughs> and man, I uh, know, man, I, 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 even the best of the best, they're not making 1600% returns each and every year. So having re- realistic expectations and uh, with regards to how much you need, but definitely you can't start with 10,000 Rand. And like I said earlier, you don't need to quit your job to trade um, successfully. And most likely, in fact, if you're starting out, you're going to need your job because you're going to bend through some money. You're going to need your job. Uh, and, And remember, there's three ways. I mean, there's two ways that uh, um, an account size is growing you either making profit or adding more money from from capital and for for most of us uh, that money is um, the uh, that money is coming from our jobs yeah you know so don't quit a job. That's the, <laughs> I, I think that's the conclusion there um, is that don't quit a job because you're going to need a lot of money to be able to quit your job and trade effectively. 
yeah, I remember um, there was a guy who said, uh, what did he say? He said, your your job is actually a blessing mm. because you use it to fund your account. And once you fund your account, then let's say, as you say, that the second step, which would be, or the second option of you continually just uh, funding that account from your money that you get from your job. And now in the long run, you might now just have like a second stream of income. Yeah. So now you have your trading account, whereas you're making a certain amount of money and you still have your job. So in a way, it could just be a blessing to you. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you, man. That's that's a hundred percent true. You know, you you gonna need your job, man. <laughs> now, I, think, I think the problem is yeah, and, and is and, when go on, go on. Ah, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, no, I was saying I think the problem is you would find a lot of forex gurus and this is maybe just in terms of forex i've just seen this in forex but Mm -hmm. there's a saying that they always use uh, when they market their courses or their products and they would say oh no if you buy my course or if you buy my robot or whatever or what have you they would say you would be able to fire your boss illusion that people want to quit their jobs and they don't see the the benefit of just seeing uh, multiple incomes because if you if you're able to let's say uh, manage your job and then you're also able to pay full-time well, not full-time but actually just part-time then in a way just having that extra income is actually just a good thing as well mm-hmm. because now if you make if you make equivalent to your job as well then now it just means in a way you just gave yourself a promotion Essentially, yeah, 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 and and, and yeah, and th- those those uh, uh, you know, I don't think I've sweared on the, this podcast before, but those those fuckers <laughs> just you know trying to rob you from your hard end money, <laughs> they're just bullshitting you, and uh, they just trying to get you to pay their bills. That's 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 what they're trying to do, and if you fall for it just know that you taking your your your, your hard earned money and throwing it to pay somebody else's lifestyle and their bills and and, and w- with, yeah. with 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 you know uh, while we're still on 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 funding your account don't throw good money after bad before mm-hmm. you add money into into your account you know ask yourself as, as am i profitable you know, I, am I winning here? You know, if, and if if you're not, ask yourself why. You know, if if you're adding money because you have a winning system and it's working, and you you want to uh, increase your returns, like the nominal value of your return, great. But if you're adding money because you know you've blown an account, don't just add money for the sake of adding money. Ask yourself some hard questions. Um, where did it go wrong? Where do I need to change in order, you know, if you're going to add the second batch of money, how you, how are you going to prevent yourself from blowing an account? How did you blow your, your account in the first place? And how are you going to prevent it in the future? Don't just throw money. Don't throw good money after bad. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself these hard questions. But then if you're throwing money because you want to, 
increase the return, the nominal value of the return that you're making. Awesome. You know, uh, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and choose a broker suitable for your stake. You know, choose a broker suitable for your stake. And before, before I touch on brokers, let me go back to the money part a little bit. You know, if you're starting out and you have, I don't know, say 10 grand that you think you can, you can risk in the market to try this trading thing out, drop two grand in a, in a trading account and trade two grand. And then once you... you you know, you have things working on them two grand and then you can add. And then if you blow the two grand, refine the system, refine the plan, change the plan, um, uh, get rid of things that aren't working, continue with the things that are working and then add more capital. And then until you find, by the time you get to, to, to 10,000 rand, man, you'll be a profitable trader if you take it step by step. But if you drop 10 grand and you lose all of it, chances are you're not coming back. And, and I think it's, it's the, 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 one of the uh, main uh, um, uh, causes of the, the high failure rate in trading is because people uh, or traders don't stay the course for long enough to realize um, the success because they get hurt so much, so, to, you know, so too badly, too quickly. And, you know, they throw a lot of money into this trading thing and they lose all of it because they're in a, in a hurry to get rich. You know, spoiler alert, no one is getting rich from trading quickly overnight. That's not going to happen if you want to get rich quick. Go marry money. Go find some rich person. You know, go marry money. <laughs> you know, find, find, you know, Jeff Bezos' divorce. Go look for him. <laughs> go look for Jeff Bezos, man. But, you know, start small and, and, you know, throw in small amount of money. If you have a million rand to trade, start with a hundred grand or 10 grand and then trade that. And once you have that working and then add and then, you know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. Don't, don't just throw, because like I said earlier, uh, um, scared money doesn't win. Don't, don't throw money you're scared to lose. Yeah. You know, and then find a broker. Uh-huh. Um, just just to touch on that, uh, in terms of like just the the being, uh, going steady and being slow and all that, <clears throat> I just want to give an example. But and this is just more on investing. Uh-huh. So I know a guy who opened up a Easy Equities account. I think this was like last year. So this was when the pandemic or scandemic uh-huh. happened. And this was in March. So the guy started investing and just buying stocks. And he started with like about 600 rands. And just constantly, like every month, he would put in some amounts. I'm putting like 1,500, something like that, something like that. So today, so this is since it's like a March. So it's like one whole year now. Uh, as he showed me, the account is like sitting at 15,000 15, rands. And profit is about almost 30% profit. And if you think about it, this guy, I think he just like funded only about, um, maybe I would be correct by just saying only 13,000, 13,000 or so. That's how much he just put in. But like every month he was just putting in money, just putting in money. 
yeah. and buying stocks and just constantly just buying stocks and now it's sitting at like 30% profit or something like that. Yeah, 100%, man. Slow and steady. Um, don't just like, you know, throw money you, 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 you're scared to lose, you know, because you could... You're gonna be long a wrong stock and it's gonna hurt, and or you're gonna be short um, the wrong stock and it's gonna hurt so badly and so quickly, uh, and you're not gonna come back because losing money does two things. Um, if you don't have the correct mindset, and we'll get on the on the mindset part in, in just a bit, but if you don't have the correct mindset, losing hurts your confidence because it means you. Could generally people associate losing with being wrong, um, and also it hurts your your kitty man. You know mm. the 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 emotional damage that we we get from losing money. It's hard to come back from, if, especially if, if that money we are not prepared to uh, um, to lose that money. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and and sticking with with starting small, find a broker suitable for your stake. What do I mean by that? Um, so in trading, we pay there's there's cost associated with trading, right? and there's cost associated with any form of investment for that matter. Um, mm. in, in in trading, the, the 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 main you know sources of of um, paying in terms of costs, uh, commissions, uh, spreads, uh, swaps in Fortnite, swaps. Uh, but the key, the, the most, the, the bigger one is the commissions. Commissions can, oof, mm. and and if you're starting small, avoid a broker that charges minimums because. Um, for example, even if they charge a hundred rand minimum, and you think it's not a lot, if you if you're trading ten thousand rand uh, portfolio, it means uh, you would need to make one percent on the trade just to break even, if if the minimum is a hundred mm. rand. And so, because some brokers, what they tend to do, what what tends to happen typically is that they would say uh, brokerage or commissions are both. 0.2% or you know quarter of a percent, whatever the case is, but the minimum is a hundred rand. So whichever is uh, um, higher, right? Yeah. So if the if you are charged the minimum for hundred rand, so you're going to pay hundred rand coming in, you're going to pay hundred rand coming out. So that trade yeah. needs to make two hundred rand just to just for you to break even. And 200 Rand, that's 2%. And then if you're trading a thousand Rand portfolio, you're going to need to make 20% just to break even. You know, so uh, uh, um, it's important to choose a broker that doesn't charge minimums, especially if you trade a smaller card. If, 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 if someone charges 0.2% uh, uh, commission on, on a trade and the minimum is 100 rand, you're going to need to make, you're going to need to be trading about 200,000 rand portfolio. And you're going to need to, need to make like a 20,000 rand trade for you to effectively get that 0.2%. 
you're going to need to make yeah. a 20,000 rand trade um, for you to effectively get the 0.2%. So it's important to find a broker that um, is in line with your 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 stake. So, and, and typically you'd find brokers that will say, okay, we charge no minimums and no brokerages like 0.2%. So even if you trade one share, they'll charge you, you know, 0.2% of that. So like 20 cents or whatever the case is. So if you're trading like a hundred mm-hmm. bucks, it'll be like 20 cents or no more. I don't know the math, but like, you know what I mean? So it will be 20% of whatever that it is that you're trading. And then you can easily mm-hmm. cross that um that 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 spread and, and some some brokers don't even charge commissions and be careful with those that don't charge commissions because they're going to make money somehow yeah, <laughs> you know but for for the most they part yeah they have to make their money yeah but for the most part uh i'm sorry, most broke brokers typically at least the genuine ones um made money through uh, um, the, the swaps that they, the overnight rates that they charge you, especially on the CFD, um, CFD over the counter CFD platforms, um, you're going to get charged the overnight rate. That's how they're going to make their money. And that's suppose that's how you're going to make up for not paying commissions and, and no minimums and that sort of thing. And also, they, they will impose. Uh, and often they tr- also take the ad- sometimes they take the other side of the trade uh, um, so they're gonna make their money that way um, uh, if you if you lose you lose against them and if 75 percent of traders lose money that's a good business <laughs> 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 but yeah. but you know typically yeah but broke such brokers will impose, limits but then those limits will be moot for you if you're trading a small account like you can't buy i don't know ten thousand or a hundred thousand worth of a certain stock they'll give you a maximum number of shares that you can buy uh on 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 a, on a particular stock because they cannot hedge that effectively mm. Right. So find a broker that's suitable for your stake, and that's critically important. And uh, um, I, you know, I trade with Think Markets. Uh, disclaimer: This is not a paid uh, sponsor. <laughs> this is not a sponsored episode by Think Markets. But you know, I trade with Think Markets, and they don't charge uh, commissions, and they don't. Um, they have no. Even if they did. They do have like a commission fee, uh, but they don't charge the commission on the the, um, the South African equity CFDs. They don't charge commissions on those. And on the stocks that they do charge the commission, they don't have minimum. So I can trade, effectively I can trade very, very small uh, without necessarily having to worry about the minimums. And I think G2, uh, G2, is it G247? Yeah, G247, yes. Yeah, something, something. I, I know, the ones, the ones uh, by Purple, right? They yeah. also, I think they charge their commissions sitting at a, I'm speaking under correction, please don't quote me on this. I think their commissions are sitting at about 0.2 or a quarter of a percent somewhere there uh, on, on, on their CF, over-the-counter CFD platform. So shop for those kind of brokers. So the, the two that I, I, I know of that are quite 
genuine authentic markets and GT247. You can check those out and you can tra- effectively trade small accounts with them without necessarily having to take an ordinary amount of risk. Mm-hmm. Now let's touch on goals. Goals are very, very important for traders because they guide us where uh, we want to go, where we should be going and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, as, 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 as alluded to by uh, um, Elder on, on his book, Trading for a Living, traders need to focus on the, the following three goals. Number one, preservation of capital, because trading for the most part is about showing up. Trading is about playing the odds to its uh, a maximum. So you need to show up for each and every trade. And the only way you can show up is if you have capital. So don't lo- rule number one, don't lose money. Second, rule number two, don't forget rule number one. So pre- preservation of capital, very, very important. That's gold number. That's your, that's your priority number uno. That's priority number one. Mm. Second goal, a steady growth of, of capital. Not knock it out of the park, just, you know, steady growth. And then the third goal is large profits. Now, problem is we tend to focus on the third goal and we just completely unaware that goal number one and two even exist. So you want to stay the cause for as long as possible. Remember when I said, uh, um, when I deposit money into, into my trading account, I'm giving all that money to, to the market to, to take to take all of it from me. However, there's one proviso, there's a catch. Boy, they're gonna, the market is gonna have to work hard because, <laughs> uh, 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 not because I'm skilled in technical analysis or, no, 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 no. It's, it's because if, if the market's gonna take all my money from me, it's gonna be, it, it's gonna have to be over as many trades as I possibly can execute. So yeah. when I lose money on one trade, I must lose an amount so small that I can take a hundred other trades. You know what I'm And yeah, I don't care how true. bad you are. You're gonna you're gonna you know bump into some winning trades from time to time. And, you know even stellar winning trades from time to time. But you can only get that big winner if you state the cost. And if you are mentally and financially available for the next opportunity when it when it does come, because remember, there's five possible outcomes for. Excuse me. There's five possible outcomes for uh, each and every trade. So trade can either be a big loser, uh, a big winner, a small loser, a small winner, or it's going to break even. So one of the five, there's no other, any other possibility, but so your job is to get rid of the big loser. Mm. So if you, if you, if you are to lose 10 trades in a row, it must be either very, very small or you're breaking even, or you're making a small, small win or making a a big win, but not a big Mm. loser. And, and that's what hurts people. And that's what um, uh, uh, ruins. So you'd find someone that they um, they make 
they grow their account nicely and steadily and then they lose all of it in just one or two trades yeah because of those big losers right and 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 your goal should be completely disconnected from your uh from pnl so your goal should be just just focus on trading well man and if you trade well money will follow you if you're trading well with discipline money will will, will follow you but then if you focus on the pnl money will just run away from you because you know you 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 will take those large losses mm. Right, but in jump, mm-hmm. in your words, what is trading well? Uh, can you please repeat that? Um, so I said in your words, mm-hmm. what does trading well mean? So it's it, you know, I I, I would uh, sum it down to following a plan. That's what trading well is. So, for example. Um, and it comes down to having a plan in the first place. But for example, mm. if, if um, I'm trading a simple uh, uh, moving average crossover system, uh, for example, if, if, you know, I don't know, the 30 exponential moving average crosses, the 60 exponential moving average, I buy. And then I, I sell when they uncross and then I take the short side. And then trading well me. Yeah. When that cross happens, I take the trade. Mm-hmm. And not only do I take the trade, I limit the risk on that trade to a predetermined amount that I, I, I whether it's a percentage, whether it's a perfect value. Uh, uh, but if, I, if I'm wrong, I do not uh, uh, negotiate with the market if, if it's time to um, sell, I say, for example, if if I say, okay, when 30 crosses the 60, I'm long. And if the market closes below the 30, 60 exponential moving average, I want to be out. When that, when that closes, when that close happens, don't wait for another tick. Don't wait for another day or don't wait for another bar. Just exit the position. Mm. And when... The, 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 your edge is not available in the market. Don't chase another trade. Don't, don't take a trade that you didn't plan for. Rather, yeah. rather, rather sit in cash and don't, you don't have to trade all the time. So trading well means having a plan and following that plan each and like down to the T each and every time. Every time you come to the market, you must follow that plan. Then that plan must tell you when to stay out of the market, when to go in the market, and when to exit that market. That that plan should advise you and, 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 and that. And unfortunately, your plan can't trade for you. That's where the trading wall part comes in because I, I can have a plan to, to, to take a long position when the the stock you know closes above the 50-day exponential moving average, but that rule cannot take that position for me. Yeah. You know, I can have a plan that when, when, when a, a stock that I'm long off 
closes below the 50-day exponential moving average I need to sell, that plan cannot sell for me. You know, yeah. it goes down to just having discipline. And it doesn't matter if, if you, on the same day that um, um, the stock, the, 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 the stop loss is triggered, somebody on TV say, this thing is just pulling back. You must buy the fucking dip. It doesn't like, just follow your plan. Don't, don't trade other people's plan, follow yours. And don't trade your emotions more, more, more importantly, trade your plan. Mm -hmm. You know, plan, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old cliche, but you know, you know, plan a trade and trade the plan. Mm. So that's, for me, that's what trading well means. It means I have a set of rules and each and every time I take a trade, it's within those set of rules. And it doesn't yeah. go beyond, it doesn't go, and like it's within those boundaries. Right. And then, even if, even if you want to be, have some discretion in your trading, that discretion must be, must sit within your rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, that discretion must, must sit within your rules. And, and, um, and now let's 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 get into 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 some more uh, I'd say deeper level stuff. Um, Jobs, can I touch on the discretionary uh, since you mentioned it? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking, so um, I'm thinking if someone so let's say they have a rule based system as you've just mentioned with the EMAs if um, the price crosses the 50 then I'm supposed to buy if it crosses it to the downside I'm supposed to sell mm -hmm. so let's say cool, you see an opportunity that maybe meets only four of your rules of maybe you have five rules and it only meets four and maybe you want to add some discretionary or maybe deviate from the plan maybe uh, just as starting out you might need to have like two accounts. So your main account would be where the where you follow your plan to the T. Mm -hmm. And whereas in your second account, which would be your maybe your discretionary account, whereas if not, this is where if only four or three rules are only met and where you want to add your discretionary. So I think this way is that even if you do lose, you haven't impacted your main account where you follow your plan to the T and all that. So in this way, you're not actually playing where, you know, what, what's the quote? Uh, you don't, you know, what's it? Uh, you don't eat where you shit or you don't shit where you eat, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a way, your main account, you know, you're always following your plan, but then the other one is where you might experiment or something like that. Maybe those would just be like odds enhancers or things that you might pick up at the later stage to actually just increase your edge and maybe just have like separate accounts, something like that. So um, maybe there could be something people could look into, but in a fear <laughs> that could bring in deviation and what's it, um, bringing in not being disciplined in a way. It almost always will. And, and mm. here's what you're doing. Um, it's like someone that says, I don't smoke, I only smoke when I'm drinking. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So, uh, uh, um, 
it's 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 like you can you, you certainly can have multiple accounts that you trade different strategies on and you know some strategies can be related to each other however don't just create a secondary account where you're going to be ill disciplined on because that ill disciplinedness will trickle down to your main account and here's how what's going to happen to you if you are being uh, uh, ill disciplined and you constantly being paid for it you're going to think you most likely going to think ah, maybe I should this is how I should be trading because mm-hmm. I'm bend my rules and win still because that absolutely can happen you can bend your rules and get paid for it How, like mm-hmm. the the likelihood of you uh, 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 then taking that and and applying it in your so-called main account where you absolutely disciplined is very high because you were paid for it yeah. imagine imagine you you say okay in my main account I only risk 2% of my account equity and then in your uh, I don't care account for lack of a better term you go on mm. and risk 30% of your account equity and you make i don't know 100% 100% return on that trade you're going to think that's mm. the way you should be trading because man you got paid a lot <laughs> to do the wrong thing because it's not yeah, every, yeah. not every time where you're going to do a wrong thing and you're going to be punished for it sometimes and probably a lot of the time you're going to do the wrong thing and be paid for it yeah and it's going to work out awesome until it doesn't and when it doesn't it's going to hurt like jesus mm. so i'm not i'm, I'm not yeah I'm, i'm i'm not one to 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 say ah, have separate accounts where you hear ah you are more disciplined there and no, no. You, you you certainly can because you know trading the markets provides provide us with that freedom but I don't think I don't I don't think it's it's worth the trouble. Yeah, especially like I guess for someone that's ill disciplined then. Yeah, especially for beginner traders. Mm, mm. And by discretion I mean I meant uh, 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 for example, you can give yourself a range of uh, um risk per trade. You can say I risk 1 to 2% of my account equity. And then the trades that I feel very confident and very comfortable for whatever reason why it doesn't matter why you feel confident about this particular trade you're going to risk 2% of that trade and for whatever reason why you feel uh, not so confident on that particular trade you're going to listen you're going to risk a little bit less that's the type of discretion that I'm talking about because now you're being a little bit discreet you're not being a mechanic and robotic by uh, you know following a rigid set of rules to say i can only risk this much per trade no more no less you can then have mm-hmm. the flexibility and um discretion of okay I, now I add now it's time to add to to the trade maybe not but once it's time to exit the trade you exit no questions asked oh okay i get you so there would be example let's say a certain stock or something like that and you just heard some news something about it so even though you see that the setup is there but then you just had some like bad news and that's why you might say okay cool 
because I know that there's like some bad news that I might risk less than yes. I normally do. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. or, 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 or uh, um, you, you, you can say, because results are due tomorrow, let me rather wait for the results and, and not take the trade today. Mm-hmm. You know? And I guess, I guess that's why it, it can't be, I guess that's why it's not, because I was going to ask you, why don't you just put it into a more mechanical system or just make it into a robot, turn the system into a robot, and then you just go and go to the beach and the system just works on its own. Yeah, yeah. So you can, you can, you can certainly uh, um, apply a bit of discretion but within boundaries. For example, I, I, I apply um, some discretion, especially when I'm placing my stop loss, right? I just eyeball it like, ah, this is, the, this is the place where the market is not going to go if I'm right, <laughs> you know? And I just place my stop there. And, and that place, there's no, I don't have like a fixed parameters of placing a stop. The only rule that I have is that that stop must be greater than two times eight to, uh, to, to factor in volatility. So if I if I put in within uh, average two range, I'm gonna get stopped out all day long, whether or not I'm right. So the yeah. only rule that I have is that my stop needs to be greater than two times eight R or B two times eight R, and then I just eyeball the chart. I'm like, okay, the, here this is where the market is not going. If it does, I'm wrong. That means I'm exiting. That's where I'm gonna put my my automatic stop loss. Yeah, yeah. And then another component that I think it's it's probably the most important one is thinking, now we're touching on the, we're starting to touch a little bit on on the psychology part of of the trading, is thinking in probabilities. And we we throw away, we throw around uh, the, it's almost like it's the buzzword. You know, yeah, you must think in probabilities. You know, you know, trading is a probabilistic environment. You know, trades are probable. They're not, you know, they're not certain. They're probable. We say these things, but you don't truly believe it. And 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 the evidence is in the trading because you'd find people that you find someone that after a few uh, uh, streak of winning trades, be like, I know what the market is going to do. No, you don't. <laughs> Dummy. No, you, you don't know what the market is going to do. The market is going to do what it's going to do. But now, and, and people seem to think that technical analysis of fundamental or any form of analysis is a fortune teller. And analysis was meant to, to tell them what's going to happen next. And that's not what that's not what analysis is for, and um, neither is fundamental analysis nor technical analysis. That's not what it's for. What analysis, whether it's technical or fundamental, what what it's therefore it's therefore to tell you there's a high probability of one thing happening over the other, given uh, these sets of parameters. That's all mm-hmm. it's saying. When when you're looking at a bull flag, it's it the only it doesn't a bull flag doesn't mean the stock is gonna go up or the pay is gonna go higher or uh, the commodity whatever it is that you're trading when you see a bull flag or 
it, 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 it doesn't mean any of that. It only means that there's a high probability that the stock is going to go higher or a head and shoulder yeah. pattern. doesn't mean that's the top. It means there's a high probability that the stock is going to go lower from here. It, does, it doesn't mean. And that's where I think people, t- there's a lot of very, very profitable trading system out trading systems out there you know even a simple moving average crossover system when trading with the right instruments brilliant very profitable system you know uh, I, I, I wrote about the other day and tested out with a couple of forex pairs a simple moving average crossover brilliant money making machine however however a lot of people will lose money trading that even if it even if it's you know Profitable over time, people, a lot of people lose money uh, um, trading those systems. And here's why. Uh, um, suppose that we have a black bowl, right? And in this black mm-hmm. bowl, there's balls or there's marbles or whatever inside. And I, I'm t- I tell you that uh, um, there's 60 green balls and there's 40 red balls right mm. and then we do this exercise and you i at the end of the exercise in Bella and Bella, you saw really um that there were 60 green balls and there were red uh, uh balls right mm. right and then i give you another ball and i'm telling you i'm telling you that the proportions are still the same it's still 60 percent green balls and it's still a uh, uh, um uh, uh, 40% bread uh, balls, right? All you have to do, and, and on top of that, I say to you that if you um, pick out the green ball, I'm going to give you twice as much as you bet. Right? Mm-hmm. So your bet is uh, when I put my hand in the ball, when I come out, I'm going to come up with the green ball. If, I'm, if I come up with the green ball, uh, I'm going to win twice as much as I bet. And when I come up with the red ball, I'm just going to lose what I bet, right? Yeah. So not only do you have a, a you, you have a very positive expectancy system, you have, you know, a positive head rate and you have a positive um, uh, uh, risk reward ratio. So that, that, that's a positive expectancy system. That means over time, you should be making money trading that, right? But mm-hmm. now, the example of the 100 balls would be you backtesting the system or trading it on demo account because now we know in the history that there were 100 balls and 60 of them were green and, and 40 of them were red. Now, when you come to the real market, the proportion is still the same, still 60, 40. However, there's not, now there's a thousand balls and you don't know that. You don't know how many mm. balls there are inside there. Right? Yeah. And then when you pull a, 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 a when you put your hand in there and then you come up with the green ball and then you win and then you get twice as much as you, you, you bet and you put your hand again and you, you come up with green and then you still uh, uh, come up with, 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 with a, a green ball and you win. What that means is that the probability of 
you picking up the red one has increased and the probability of you picking out the green one has decreased. The balls are yeah. still the same inside, but the probabilities have changed because the variables have now changed. Mm. Right? And now the problem comes when it's now it's time to handle the clusters because the sequence of the, the balls coming out of the ball is random at, at the level of one uh, uh, draw. The sequence of green and red is random. Yeah. Right? And you need to 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 have uh, um, two layers of of beliefs, right? You need to believe that at a, at, at a at a micro level, at the level of this one particular trade, the outcome is random. Anything can mm-hmm. happen, but at a macro level, or at at at, at a level of a thousand trades, or a level of hundred trades, or whatever the case is, there's a the the system is going to, it's predictable. In other words, the system is going to make money and the probability, yeah. the odds are on your side. And that's what technical analysis does. It only puts the odds on your side. And now mm. trading is a weird endeavor because it could both be, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's a gambling house. However, you get to choose whether you're the, the player or you're the casino. And mm. how you choose that is how you play your probabilities. Right. Yeah. So now the problem comes when just because I've gotten four in a row, right? Yeah. Just because I've gotten four in a row, does not now suddenly mean the next one is going to be green as well. It just still yeah, means yeah. there's a higher probability of one thing happening over the other. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. Mm, mm, mm. Right? That's where the two layers of beliefs come in. And in, 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 in order for us to... to to stay the cause and play the odds out in our favor, that's where position size comes in, right? Yes. Let's, let's, let's step back a little bit. Let's step back a little bit, and 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 let's say uh, let's talk. Let's come back to the simple exercise of flip of a coin, right? On any given flip, whether it's heads or tails, the probability is 50-50 either way, right? And for you to guess right, your probabilities or your chances or your odds are 50-50 that you're going to be wrong and that you're going to be right, right? Even if I say if you uh, guess right, you win twice as much as you bet, the probability remains 50-50, right? It means... Over uh, uh, 100 throws, more or less, you're going to get 50 tails and you're going to get 60, uh, um, 50 tails. Uh, I mean, 50 heads and 50 tails, more or less. Could be 49, 51, yeah. sort of thing, but roughly it's going to be 50 50, right? Yeah. So now, what's the probability of getting two 
uh, of being wrong twice in a row. It's a half times a half, right? So it means every every flop, uh, 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 every four throws, you're gonna be wrong twice in a row. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be wrong two out of the four, right? What are the chances of you being wrong three times in a row? Still possible. So it's a half times a half. So it's a half cubed, right? It's a half to the power of three. So it means um, the probability of you being wrong three times in a row is one in eight. Oh yes, yes. Right. So every eight trades, there's a chance that you're going to get three in a row. Mm. Right. And similarly, four in a row. You know, every sixteen trades, you're going to get four wrong, etc., etc. So. Now, the, the, your position size should be such that you can stay alive during the clusters of, lo- of losing trades or of bad ones. So if you can survive the clusters of these bad ones, uh, um, you're going to realize the odds of the good ones. Because similarly, the odds of getting two right ones in a row uh, the same as the one, the, uh, the ones that we've discussed as well. Yeah, you see. So, understanding that at the level of one trade, the outcome is random. But at the level mm. of many trades, the outcome is rather predictable, depending on the edge that you have on the market. Right. So yeah. that's that's where a, a position sizes becomes a very very important in, in, in endeavor. You know, if if you remember, you know, I played a, a tone course experiment with my niece. Um, I gave her a positive expectancy when she was right, she was going to get twice as much as she bet, and when she was wrong, she was going to lose just just what she bet. And yeah. she was after I think we did about thirty flips or thirty. Yeah, I think we did about thirty. And she was down, I think it was 75%. I could be wrong. Um, but, and then what I then did is I, I, I took the exact same uh, uh, clusters of good and bad luck and just changed the mm. risk component. I just, just changed the, the, the position size component of it. And the results were uh, miles apart. Because... You know, the problem is, uh, you know, you know when they say that you you you're more susceptible to ruin after a run of winning trades than you mm-hmm. are after a run of losing trades, and that's because of the euphoria that kicks in because you know if you get three good ones in a row, you tend to think that you know what's going to happen next, and your your system is telling you exactly what's going to happen next, and now it's time to bid big, and that's almost yeah. all the time where. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes it back to, to yeah and it comes back to those probabilities because you know if you if you you know i like this example of the marbles because if if there's you know green five green marbles in the bowl and five red marbles in the bowl and then you pull the green one the chances of you pulling a red one on the next uh, on, on on the next round are higher so yeah. the more you win the chances of you losing 
starts to creep in as well. The probability mm. increase, and then the more you lose, um, losing trades bring closer to winning trades, and winning trades bring closer to winning trade to losing trades. And either way, the best way to manage that process is through your positioning size and through your money management. Yeah. And money management will dictate how long you stay in the game, and it's about staying in the game. Definitely, definitely. You know, and then you, I can't stress this part enough. You need to align yourself time wise with the market. In other words, you need to decide in your current schedule how, how, how much time do you have for the market? Mm, mm, right? Mm. It's unrealistic to think you're going to day trade during your lunch time. <laughs> you certainly can because mar- markets are in constant motion. They provide opportunities left, right, and center every second. But what are the chances of you finding opportunities each and every time during that hour? So you need to find your alignment in terms of your time and your life schedule. Because all of us, the, no matter the, the time frame we wish to trade, we all have a universe to which we can exist within the market. Yeah. Right. For example, I have a day job, right? Software engineer by day. But then when I'm done working, I can look at the market. So by, 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 by default, it means I can't day trade. Yeah. So an hourly chart, hourly chart, some people can do both work and trade at the same time. That's just not for me. Right, mm-hmm. so find, and and not only uh, uh, within terms of like your 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 time, but also your personality type. You know, I get bored easily. I get bored easily, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lose concentration day trading because you know there will be a, a periods, uh, uh, long periods of time where I have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> and I know this because as a, as a, as a, as a, as a swing trader or as a position trader, there, there are weeks where all, each and every day, what I do is just open the charts, look, and I will go through all stocks and I'll close the, the platform without taking a decision, even not, not the, without taking a decision um, to, to, to take a trade or to exit a trade. Like there was absolutely nothing for me to do. So you imagine now I have to sit for three hours waiting for something to happen in a 15 minute chart. <coughs> and I have nothing to do because, you know, I'm a disciplined trader. I can't just be doing something because I'm bored. Mm. And, and certainly, <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you're going to take trades out of bottom and then you yeah. I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's worth the trouble and it, it goes back to uh, uh, how do I start it and keeping your job and that sort of thing I, and I think for me at least in my experience swing trading suits a, a newbies much better than they think because and I and, and I it's 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 the 
when 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 you see these charts on on Twitter and on Instagram and, and these these, these uh, forex influencers, they they almost always posting like a fifteen minute chart or five minute chart, and you think that's the only way to trade, and you think that's the way that's the only universe where opportunities exist in a five minute chart or in a fifteen minute chart or heck in an hourly chart. Opportunity exists in a weekly chart. You can trade a weekly chart effectively with ease. And the longer the time frame or the higher the time frame is, the less time you need for the market. The, the, the more freedom you have from the, the, from, 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 the, uh, the, from the ties that bind, you don't have to be locked mm-hmm. to the screen for hours on end. You know, my, my, you know, apart from from you know writing up content about about you know the stocks and writing the, these ideas and that sort of thing, both in trading view or blogs and then etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I could probably, if 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 it wasn't for those things, I could probably complete my analysis an hour a day, and my entries and well, my exits are automatic because I have a you know. A, the mark like a, a automatic stop loss, but my entries take me five minutes, ten minutes because I calculate my risk the night before. I write everything down in the morning. I just ten seconds. Like I'm in the trade. At, yeah. at, at worst, I'm gonna take ten minutes taking positions if there's a there's quite a few positions that I need to take. But typically, I don't need that much time in the market, and I think. People who have jobs uh, uh, must concentrate on their jobs during the day and look at the markets, you know, when they do have the time. And again, it goes back to planning the trade. Even if you do have a nine to five and even if you do uh, uh, trading a, a short term from like a four hourly chart or an hourly chart, or something, I certainly don't think that you can drop lower than an hourly chart and have a nine to five at the same time. Uh, one of Probably both will suffer, but one of the two will suffer. You either lose your job or you lose money, or both. You know, and mm-hmm. the probability is quite high that one of those three is going to happen. So, you know, you can. It goes down to that thing we were talking about about planning the trade. You can plan a trade like uh, I'm going to enter the market once it crosses above this level on the four-hourly chart. And then you can set alert. Yeah. You can set an alert and continue working on 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 whatever that you're working on your on your job. And once that alert kicks in, I'm like, oh, okay, now it's time to enter the market. You place your order and then you continue with the day. The risk of that is that that alert comes in and you're in the meeting or you know. And now yeah, you, yeah, you must have. But certainly, uh, uh, you. I guess what I'm trying to put across here is, is de- remove the myth that you need to be locked or you need thousands of screens or in order for you to trade successfully. You don't need to trade all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. find yourself that alignment and, then that, and I suppose that's where your edge will then kick in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think people just want to 
it's more of uh, what's it just wanting action that they feel that they need to have a trade running mm-hmm. and maybe they haven't just accepted that because i think it's the more of a fact of okay i'm accepting only quality trades if i get a setup that's when i'll enter if i don't see a quality setup that meets my rules then i won't enter at all mm-hmm. so i don't need to be chasing trades yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of quality setups, you know, it's, it always fascinates me when someone says that I only trade quality things or I only trade when I'm sure. It's not, there's no such thing as you're sure. You can never know what the market <laughs> is going to do. Like, it's impossible to know what the market, the market is going to do what the market is going to do. Right? Yeah. And, Unfortunately, because the markets are in perpetual motion there, there's always the possibility that even if I'm in a losing position, it's going to turn around. That, that possibility is yeah. always the end. If I'm rooted on being right, if, I'm gravi- if I've gravitated towards being right in the market, the chances of me liquidating my position because it shows me that I'm wrong are slim because there, there's always the possibility that it's going to turn around and make us whole. And there's always going to be a time in, 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 in your trading career when that has happened, where you've seen a, lo- a losing trade and it goes down to your stop loss level and you didn't take that stop or you move that stop away from you and it turned right, right around, right? But more often than not, it's it's... It's going, it's going to be detrimental to, to, uh, um, to your account to think that you're right in the market. Yeah. So our job as traders is to define risk, right? And manage it. Yes. And also your job as a trader is to keep the equity curve line to go from bottom left to top right. And you must stop it from going from top right to bottom, uh, uh, I mean, from top left to bottom left, to bottom right. So your job is to, like I said, preserve capital so that the equity curve doesn't go lower. You yeah. define your risk and you manage it. And I can't stress how important a stop loss is because it a stop loss is what informs us that, ah, man, the, 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 the probability that it's going to go in my direction and significantly decrease such that I don't want to stay to find out if I'm right. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you see, you know, at my entry, yeah. at, at my entry point, it's a point where I'm willing to, 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 to get into the trade to find out if I'm right and pay the price. Right. Yeah. And the, the price points between my entry point and my stop loss is, points where I'm still willing to stay in the trade to find out that I'm going to be right in this particular trade. But once it gets to my stop loss level, I'm no longer willing to find out to, I'm not, I'm no longer willing to stay and find out if it's going to be right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's like uh, 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 waiting on 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 a movie or waiting on 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 someone to come through. Right. When you have a visitor, right, 
and they say they're gonna come at they're gonna come to your place at uh, at two o'clock, right? Yeah. From um, you know, anytime before two o'clock, you're willing to stay to find out if she's, if that person is coming. Mm-hmm. At two o'clock, you're willing to stay to find out that this person is still coming. Maybe at three o'clock, obviously from person to person it changes. At three o'clock, you're no longer willing to stay to find the person may still come, but you're no longer willing to stay to find out if they will come. Yeah. They can certainly still come, but you're no longer willing to stay and find out if they will. Yeah. And that's your stop loss point. And you know, when when I speak to traders uh, and, and and I got this idea from 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 Simon a while ago, a stop loss is a place where you say that that's where the market is not going. And if it does, I'm no longer staying to find out if my target price will be realized. Mm, right. Mm. I guess I, it's more of uh, changing how we view stop losses. Yeah. It's not just the fact of just slapping a stop loss because they said I should put a stop loss in. Yeah. But then having that logic yeah. and saying, oh, a stop loss means this. That if price reaches this, it invalidates my setup. It invalidates my rules. I no longer want to be in this trade anymore. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and once 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 you've defined the risk via a stop loss, you need to now manage uh, that that risk. And so the market, like I said, the market is going to do what the market is going to do. The market is going to move in any direction that it wants to. But, and we don't have control over that. We don't have control of, of when, when you enter into a position, you don't have control of whether that particular trade is gonna make money or not. What you do have control of or however is uh, how much that market move is gonna impact you. That you have control, 100% control over, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it moves against you, you have control over how much, uh, uh, um, that negatively uh, uh, impacts your 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 bottom line. And then when it moves in your favor, you also have a a, a, a control over how much um, that move it's gonna be. It's gonna positively impact your 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 bottom line. However, you don't have control of which direction. Um, the market is going to go from the moment that you place the trade. And that's where mm-hmm. risk management and, and, and position size becomes uh, critically important because if I have a sample of 100 trades that I, that I can take, I don't know that this, this one that I'm taking right now is going to be a loser of, or winner. And, and, and if I have a, you know, a 70% hit rate system, I don't know that this particular one that I'm taking right now is one of the 70 or one of the 30. I don't know that. And because I don't know that, uh, I don't know which you know, part of the sample this trade uh, is, I need to define how much, if I'm wrong, that's going to impact me upfront. And then you need to accept that impact before you even place the trade. Mm. Right. And, 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 and you, you know, because you, you don't know which that this next one is going to be the one that's going to make you money or lose you money 
that's why you can't bet the farm because if you do you don't know if this particular one is one of the 30 that's going to lose you money or one of the 70 that's going to make you money mm. and you don't even need a a a a, a 50 plus uh, 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 hit rate in order to in order for you to make money you can you can be right 30% of the time and still make money and make a lot yeah. of money you know, I was chatting to Simon, um, uh, you know, sometime last year. His his laser system was uh, somewhere around like 30 or 30, uh, 30-something, you know, 35 to what, 40% hit rate. And that system makes money. He was wrong more than 50% of the time, more than 60% of the time. But it was, he still found himself profitable. It's not how, it's not about how much. Uh, 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 how how many times you're right or how many times you're wrong. It's about how much do you lose when you're wrong and how much do you make when you're right. And if you make more when you're on the times that you're right, even if you're right two times, if if that two times you knock it out of the park and it pays uh, 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 for all the, the 98 times that you're wrong and then some, you have a winning system right there. Definitely. You see. So, as we close, I can have an exercise. Have an exercise for folks. You can do this on TradingView using the replay platform, especially for people that haven't placed a trade yet. Um, first of all, go read Trading in the Zone. Go read that book, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. So, uh, get yourself an audio book of it. You know, there's, there's, there's a bunch on YouTube. Go read, go read trading in the zoning. You'll get these concepts, uh, you know, well imprinted in, in, in your brain. And and another book recommendation that I have is uh, what's Trading for a Living by by Alexandra Elder, uh, Market Wizards, uh, Jack Schwager, uh, Reminiscences of a Stock o- Operator by Edward Lafeuve. And of course, my favorite, How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market by Nicholas Davis. So the exercise. So define what makes a trade for you, right? Write those rules down. It could be something simple, moving average crossover, it doesn't matter. Or a 52-week high breakout or whatever. Define also the rules of entering, the rules of exiting, the rules of position sizing, and go execute those rules to the T each and every time for like 20 trades. And once once you do it for 20 trades, go do it with real money for another 20 trades. And trust me, once you've done it with real money for 20 trades, like you've you're done, man. Like that's you. You good. Mm. You 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 will once you, you can execute just one system, just one trading system. Doesn't matter which. If you if you want ideas, drop me an email. Jabula Edvidashuda.co.za. I have I have bunch. Just execute those rules to the T for at least twenty trades. Both, both with paper money and with real money. And once, once uh, 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 you've executed, especially with real money, 
you you'll see man you'll see it it'll, it'll be easy for you to even one create your own system that you can follow it's going to be easier for you to uh um follow any system that you you think it's better than the one that you started with uh but you'll they say you are 15 trades away from the trade that you want to be and i think that's true so yeah man that's that's uh, those are the things that uh, i i think you need to be the trader that you wish you were mm. yeah and then we can yeah. park it here man we've had time unless you have something to add um i think this is just um one thing that may just forgot to add so when you touched on macro and micro levels of beliefs Mm-hmm. And you t- you said um, the micro belief would be that just knowing that this trade is random, this one trade would be random. Mm-hmm. But in the micro, uh, the macro level would be knowing that in a series of trades, let's say a hundred trades, knowing that my edge would be let's say sixty percent hit rate or something like that. Mm-hmm. So just an example. In order for you to actually have that macro level you need to go and do the practice you need to go and do the back testing in order to know that i have a 60 percent win rate you don't just pull it out of your head and say i know i have a 60 percent win rate you need to go and do the work and know that you actually do this in order to reinforce that i agree 100 percent, man you need to 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 back test and you need to However, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have not necessarily a caveat to 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 add to that. Unfortunately, mm. it's just a like it's just a reality check, right? Backtesting is backtesting your system is critically important because it gives you the confidence that it does work, and also it gives you expectations that you're going to be wrong sixty percent of the time, right? Forty you know, whatever the case is, it gives you expectation, general expectations around the system. So backtesting, whether you're using historical data or live with paper money, but part of the backtesting of your system, you need to put skin in the game. Small, small amount. You know why? You know why you need to, to put even like a small amount, like 500 Rand or a thousand Rand, whatever the case is. You know why? Because... You can't backtest the emotions. Yeah. You that simply can't backtest the emotions. So I, I agree 100% with you when you're saying you need to mm. go back to, 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 to backtest so that those uh, macro and micro levels of belief are, are enforced uh, with, within your belief system. And once, you, once, the, once they are, you need to put some skin in the game to properly like you know imprint them as part of your dna because you feel a certain way when you make money you feel a certain way when you lose money and you feel a certain way mm. when you make money in a row and you feel a certain way when you lose money in a row and unfortunately you can't you can't backtest that uh with paper money you can't backtest it with demo account money uh, you, you just simply can't backtest your emotions because uh First of all, just because something worked in the past doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work in the future. And yeah, 
just because you maintain discipline after six losing trades in a row in a demo account doesn't mean you're going to maintain discipline after six losing trade in a row with real money. Even yeah. though you should, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily make it true because when you're losing six trades in a row or using demo money, it didn't have the same emotional impact as it is when it's a real money, when it's a real randalism in the line. So mm-hmm. adding, adding to, 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 to that, I definitely add just adding and don't now just go take your retirement account and put it in the stock market and say, I want skin in the game. No, 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 no. Small amount enough for you to, to experience the emotions of making and losing money in the market. And then you will learn that discipline to stay with the plan even when it's not going well for the time being because each and every system in the world no mean i don't care uh, who designed it each and every system in the world will have a period where it's just not working it's just not in alignment with the market at that particular time mm-hmm. right um, and maybe i should just mm-hmm. uh, just to add on um Another thing maybe that people can look into is, since you just mentioned well, in terms of the demo account, is maybe just getting a simulator. And what the simulator is that, um, not in terms of backtesting live data or previous data in order to determine your system, but in more just to get confidence in that system and understand yeah. your rules and be able to say, okay, cool, I've been following this, now I want skin in the game. So knowing that, okay, cool, I already have the practice, just like playing a game, you know that there are there is that tutorial where it is, you go through the tutorial phase and all that, and then you just go and play the live game. So it will just be just the same thing, just going there, having the tutorial and say, okay, cool, I actually understand, now let me just go in putting that hundred or five hundred or thousand rooms and then we off to the races. Yeah, I, yeah. And 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 you know you know a hundred percent man and and to add to that the the what the simulator does it trains your eye to see these opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know when when they happen, you know a simulator uh, speeds up the process and you can you can train your eye at speed and when when it comes to the real market that's slowed down a little bit. And it's, you can see these patterns play out uh, much, much easier. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Majid, with head time, thank you very much for your time, man. You know, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did. Um, uh, I did. I did. Very yeah, man. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, again, man, you know, one year of Village Trader, thank you very much for the continuous support. Really, really appreciate it. Ah, man, uh, yo, the amount, the, the, the <laughs> amount of, of, of gratitude that I have for, for, for the listeners, man, it's, 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 it's immense. So, yeah, man, thank you very much. Thank you very much for, you know, joining us on another episode of the Village Trader podcast. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's it for the show. Uh, be sure not to miss another episode of the Village Trader podcast by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher pretty much everywhere where good podcasts are aggregated. Uh, podcast is also available on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube channel, Village Trader ZA. Do subscribe and hit the bell notification 
bell notification button so that you don't miss any uploads that we do there. Uh, so yeah, man, do join us tonight as you're listening. Simon Brad and myself doing uh, for the, the Trader series with Fake Markets. Uh, we're trading real accounts, man. Lavrandel La- La- is and it's part of like me documenting my, my journey as a trader. Started that account with about thousand rand and uh, been growing it slowly, both with profits and adding a bit of capital to it. So yeah, man, with that being said, uh, do follow us on Twitter at VillageTrader, ZA and Jose, you are? Um, do me underscore comma on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, do follow us there. And also do follow me on Trading View, man. I do some nice ideas on the charts there. Uh, anyway, thank you, Jose, for your time. Thank you for listening. Check you next time on the Village Trader. Cheers.